Hello and welcome back to another episode of Nomad Neeks Lifestyle. I am back after having been sick for about the last two weeks um, and not having much of a voice. It was definitely not COVID. That's always the first question I get. I think it was just from the change of weather in Shenzhen. Um, every week, it seems, for the last maybe month or so, four to six weeks maybe, it's like one week is so hot for the winter and the next week is like five degrees Celsius. So it's very fluctuating weather. Um, it's actually been a pretty cold winter the weeks that have been cold so far this winter um i remember i had a friend's birthday party on the 9th of january this year and last year it was her son's birthday and last year 2020 of january i was in a blouse no coat i remember what i was wearing that day on his birthday And this year on January 9th, 2021, I was in a coat. I was like, I need a scarf. It was just very different temperatures. So I think that's why it's not COVID or anything like that. Um, But I am back and I wanted to talk today about some tips and tricks for living in China I thought of some and then I actually was asking my coworkers in my office. Most of them are American. Uh, one is Filipino. So I was asking them about some tips and tricks and just some things that they wish that they knew before they came to China. Um, so I have a little list here and these are absolutely... <laughs> small things, very small things that end up kind of being a lot bigger than you would expect when you come to China. Now, before I get into it, I do just want to preface that I am coming out with a course very soon, probably within the next week or so. Um, and it's called Nomad Neeks Knows. And you can go to my website, nomadneeks.com. And under courses, you'll find it there. And it's hours and hours and hours of video content that I created to just share everything that I learned from my about four years now in China. Um, I get so many questions and over the years, I've had so many people who are coming to China or who are thinking about coming to China add me on WeChat and asking me all these questions. And I just don't have enough time in my day to tell them everything I want to tell them about coming to China. Um, I usually audio them for maybe like 10 or 15 minutes because that's all I can really do. But I really wish I could just you know, dive into everything because there's so, so much and so many different aspects. It's not only teaching, but it's also you're going to be living here. So I touch on teaching, but also just life in general, Um, finances, finding an apartment, like what your first week is going to be like, dating, like all the different things of China. I touch on that and then Also, and then I give you all my resources that I love for teaching, all the best websites I've found for teaching and whatnot over the years. Um, And then I also have a WeChat group. So 
you pretty much have access to me anytime you want to ask me a question. I remember like when I first came to China, one of my first questions was, can I use this water to brush my teeth, the tap water? And that was a question I legitimately was unsure if I could do it or not. So just small questions like that, you have unlimited access to me in the WeChat group once you do purchase the course. So if you're thinking about coming to China, totally message me if you want some more information or go to my website, nomadneeks.com and um, check it out for sure. So to get into this episode, as I mentioned previously, these are going to seem like really tiny things, but a lot of them will add up to just making your life so much simpler in China. And I know back home, like these are things that I never ever had to do or never had thought of. So some of them might be somewhat interesting to you. So the first two that I thought of was first of all, and this pertains to males and females, but I think more specifically to females, is always have a pack of tissues with you. Whenever you leave your house, especially if you're going out to dinner or the bar or anything like that, always have a pack of tissues with you. And these are sold for like $2 for like, you know, pretty large packs in Minnesota, on Taobao, all over China. Um, I don't think they're really a huge thing. I've never really seen people carrying around little packets of tissue in their purses or whatnot back home in Canada. But in China, a lot of the toilets, actually, I think almost all of the public toilets that I've used don't have tissue. A lot of them don't have soap. Since COVID, definitely more of them do have soap. Um, I used to carry around a little like hand sanitizer thing full of soap as well. But I always make sure I have usually two packs of tissues with me because as a female, if you just need to go pee, um, there is no, there. it's not even like there's no toilet roll. It's just there's no dispenser to even put toilet roll in. So it makes your life so much simpler if you have a pack of tissues with you. Um, if you forget to bring your purse into the stall, then that can be a little bit difficult. But after being in China... For, I'd say, like a year, you kind of get into the habit of, okay, I'm going to the washroom, I need tissue. And if there is tissue in there, then that's great. But even at school, like my my job here is very hit or miss. I think they refill the toilet roll maybe once, like three times a week. So yeah, sometimes I go in and even at school, there's no toilet paper that I can use. So that is definitely a huge one. Also for men, it's good to know, but definitely for females, you will be needing that almost every single time you go into a washroom in China. So that was the first one that I thought of. And the second one I thought of is make sure you have a good phone with a good battery. So WeChat is obviously an app on your phone. You use it to buy everything in China. I don't remember the last time I used cash. Um, And so it's really important that you have a phone that has a good battery life. When I first came to China, I had like an iPhone 5. It was like a small little plastic yellow iPhone. And I had had it for years and the battery life really sucked. And so I was like, okay, I'll go to China. Maybe after a year, I'll buy a new phone. And I think that month, like September, I had a new phone because you just can't get far with a bad phone battery in China. You need your phone for 
everything to get on the metro to take the bus to buy anything to buy lunch um to get a train ticket you can buy and board using one app on your phone like it's just everything is your phone i don't carry my wallet i don't carry cash as long as i leave the house with my phone and my key that is all i need i will be good but then sometimes i do run into the issue of i don't have a tissue so then it gets annoying if i need to go to the washroom um but you just have to have to deal with it sometimes um so definitely make sure that you have a good battery on your phone it's so important there are um mobile chargers everywhere in china really everywhere so you can just you'll pay like a 20 dollar deposit you scan the code so you need your phone for that you'll scan the code and then like a charger will pop out like an external charger and then when you put it back you have to pay it's usually for a full charge it's like a dollar a dollar fifty i find um but you have to pay a 20 dollar deposit last time i didn't get my 20 dollar deposit back um so now i'm a little bit more hesitant to use those but that is an option but you do need to have a bank account set up for that so that you can pay the deposit from wechat so if it's your first week or two in china you may not have a bank account set up um but either way you don't want to be you know carrying kind of like two phones with you because you have a charger as well as your phone so it's a lot easier just to have a good phone with a good battery in it and that is extremely important in china so the next tip and trick and i think this is becoming increasingly more popular in the west but when i first came to china i had never heard of this before but wechat has a pin feature so you can pin a location i think facebook messenger has this now too and this is a huge one so you can also location share so if your friend is close by you can share locations to see where your friend is they can see where you are if you start walking your location will move or you can just send a pin if you're you know talking about a new restaurant or something you can send your friend or yourself a pin of where that restaurant is so you don't have to write down the address and it's a lot easier because the map will show where you are and then the map will show where the pin is so you can kind of see how you can get there um but i didn't know about wechat pins like for quite a while after coming to china and people would be like yeah just drop me a pin and i was so confused what that meant for probably like the first six or seven months which is far too long so um wechat pins and that's just within conversations in wechat um you can also send you know like red packets and transfer money and make phone calls and do all this stuff and so sending a pin is one of those um so another thing that one of my coworkers actually brought up is chopsticks make sure you know how to use them um pretty much if you are going into any restaurant in china i have never once seen a fork i've never been offered a fork i have never seen a fork before (laughs) so i mean i think most people know how to use chopsticks but just a fair warning that you if you don't know you will learn very quickly how to use them in china because yeah forks are not a thing and i actually really prefer chopsticks now um it makes you eat slower which is a lot nicer honestly sometimes if you're really hungry it can be a bit of a struggle especially when you're trying to like eat rice and you can't pick up too much at once but um 
I had that struggle last night, but it definitely makes you eat slower. So you get full quicker, which is not a bad thing. Um, and definitely chopstick using is something you're going to have to know. So yeah, forks won't really be an option. Sometimes I can get knives, but they're usually butter knives. They're not like steak knives if I need that for any specific purpose. Um, so yeah, knowing how to use chopsticks, I think that's a pretty obvious one, but I am just throwing it in there. Um, another one that another coworker brought up was knowing some basic Chinese. And I feel like this sounds pretty straightforward. You're like, of course you're coming to China. You probably should know some Chinese. Um, but I don't think I've actually really met anyone to be honest. And I've met a lot of expats here who, studied Chinese prior to coming to China. I did meet expats here and I have met expats here who like studied Chinese in university. So of course that's a different situation, but not having studied it in like a formal educational setting and just coming to China and taking like a few one-off Chinese language classes before coming to China. I've never heard of anyone doing that. But my coworker was talking about how he just wished he had have taken some type of Chinese class that had kind of like a little bit of an introduction to what what you can expect in China. And I was like, well, this is great because this is the exact course that I am creating. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting that he was saying that he would have gladly paid for. You know, he was just like, I was so lost my first couple months, and he was saying that he is really thankful that everything just happened to work out for him his words were i got pretty lucky that things worked out for me um but it definitely does not work out for everyone so it's always good to you know kind of know what you're getting into when you come to china and definitely know the basics of the language in nomad neeks knows in my course i am not a chinese expert by any any means at all of the language so i don't personally teach it but i do have some amazing resources chinese people who one of them was one of my tutors in the past and she was so patient and so awesome um and she is always willing to do i did skype lessons or wechat lessons if you're not in the country um so she's always willing to do that so i do have her contact information available if you are interested in that and you've done the course then absolutely feel free to reach out to me for that um <clears throat> but about my coworker going back to him kind of mentioning that basic Chinese is something very beneficial to have when you first come to China. It reminded me of a story of my first full day in China. So I'll quickly tell it. I did not really know where I was. I was in a hotel. I didn't have any of my bearings. I got to my hotel at like 2 a.m. the prior evening that morning I guess um so I woke up having knowing I'm in a hotel like I don't know where I am I don't know what I'm supposed to do I was just so new in China um and so my company who put me up in this hotel and who I was working for were just kind of like they know you don't know any Chinese so they know you can't really go to the Chinese restaurants um because you'll just be so lost especially your first full day in China they were like there's a McDonald's 500 meters down the street and I was like okay 
And that was the only information I got. So I didn't even know. I think they were like, go outside and turn right. And like, that was all I got. So I went outside, turned right, walked down the street. Eventually I found it on the other side of the street. Um, and I think they told me about this McDonald's as the only place really that I could eat because at McDonald's in China, they have a printed menu. So if they see, the second they see a foreigner approaching the counter, they don't care if you can speak Chinese or not. And every single McDonald's I have experienced in China, they shove that paper menu in your face and then you just point and go, Jugga, which means that one. <laughs> and that's how you order and so you know if you don't want the whole combo i just sometimes i'll cover up the fries and the drink and i'll just point to the burger and go jugga so they kind of understand you don't want the combo um and so i think that's why my company pointed me in the direction of mcdonald's because they knew they had paper menus and i didn't need any chinese to order and i think the first chinese word i actually learned was french fries which is xu tiao um because for some reason i remember i think someone must have said it and like pointed at the fries in Mc in mcdonald's and so that stuck with me um but yeah so it's definitely beneficial to know a little bit of chinese you know even just to know the basics if you're in a taxi turn left and turn right are two very important things to know also straight is another important thing to know they're pretty straightforward easy words to remember but there are just, you know, some basics that you need to know. And honestly, learning Chinese, learning pinyin, which is kind of like their alphabet, is so interesting. Before you really learn any of the words, you have to understand how the sounds are. So basically, you have to understand the phonics. Um, so the Chinese tutor will always start with that because like yo guai is turn right, but yo is right, guai is turn, and yo is spelled Y-O-U. Same with oil is also yo, have is also yo. They're all different tones, but all the same Y-O-U. But in English, we say you, and in Chinese, they say yo. So you really have to understand the phonics and the pronunciations that each of the letters and the letter pairs make together, which English has the same, um, but we don't really think of it if you're a native speaker. So it is interesting, I find, to learn another language because you kind of helps you understand your language a little bit more. But just to get the basics from a tutor before you come to China and to know the pronunciation of the sounds and to know the basic words like turn left, turn right, go straight, um, this one, that one, yes, no, mayo, buyao are important ones, have and don't want or don't have and don't want. So there are, you know, the important standard things. Numbers are also really important, especially if you're trying to bargain. Um, so there are some important things that can make your first weeks in China definitely much, much easier. And of course, translating apps will always be there and always be around, but it's nice to not have to be like, okay, hold on, let me translate. Oh, the service is bad. Let me go outside. Okay. Show it to them. Then they ask you a question and then you have to do the whole process all over again. So it's nice to have some Chinese. Um, so another one that is a good little tip might, you know, it's just different from back home in the west is the manners in china so i have found they are a lot different so taking off your shoes before you go into really anyone's apartment anyone's home 
anything like that it's always polite to take off your shoes which I guess makes sense for back home as well but a lot of the time they'll get you to leave your shoes right outside the door so in the hallway um and a lot of the times if I forget they'll be like oh like take your shoes off outside in a polite way but that's another thing to keep in mind also the toilets a lot of them are squatty potties especially the public toilets or the school toilets at my work we have one western toilet because we do have western teachers but the rest are squatty potties because i think it's just a hygiene issue honestly they don't think it's very hygienic to like your legs to touch the toilet seat essentially if it's a public toilet so pretty much any public toilet for the most part will be a squatty potty and then you may not have toilet paper so that's not a situation you want to find yourself in so again bring the toilet paper bring the tissues there may or may not be soap hopefully there is for your sake but that's definitely another huge cultural difference Um, and another one is pointing with chopsticks in china it's really rude to point i guess your friends won't know because they don't know or care they're not from this culture but like if you're eating and pointing your chinese chopsticks to a Chinese person like that is very offensive pointing chopsticks also sticking the chopsticks like straight up in a bowl of rice or something that is also rude you're supposed to lay them down flat you're not supposed to have your chopsticks like sticking up that's considered rude that's another thing that you know I do that when I'm at home because I don't care but if I'm out I would try to be conscious of not doing that I mean of course they know that you're foreign And that this isn't the culture that you were brought up in. So I'm sure they'll give you some grace for that. But it's still just, you know, not the best look to be giving foreigners. So it's always good to be aware of the cultural norms and the things that they do in their culture here prior to coming to China. So the next tip and trick I have is to get the Chinese keyboard on your phone. So... This one, before I came to China, I had no idea. I was like, how do Chinese people type? They use characters. Like, how do they type on their phone? So you can get a Chinese keyboard on any phone. iPhone has it. um, And it's just under the keyboard settings, like the English keyboard, the emoji keyboard. Get the, if you're in mainland China, get the Mandarin keyboard. Um, Simplified, not traditional and it's honestly fairly simple now most phones and all iphones only have the pinion function so pinion is like their lettered alphabet which chinese doesn't traditionally have a lettered alphabet but for i think maybe typing reasons and i'm sure other reasons they created it so like i said yo is a character it means have in i mean different tones it means different things but we'll go with yo yo third tone right now and that means have so the character is something but then they've also created y-o-u to make that the pinion so the pinion is kind of like the alphabet that they've created to go along with these characters so the chinese keyboard on most phones and iphones will you'll have to physically type in the letters like y-o-u and then all of the characters for yo will pop up and usually depending on the sentence 
your phone will detect like which character is the best, but all the yo's will pop up. So you then choose which yo you want, or you just keep typing and it kind of figures it out as you type. Um, so that's how it works. There are some Chinese phones and I know you can draw the characters, but I haven't really seen too many of those. I saw those more when I first came to China. I haven't really seen them recently. So maybe those are being a bit phased out, but I think that's only on Chinese phones that you have the option to even like draw the physical characters for the most part it's typing in the pinion and then the character will pop up so that was something i was very interested in like how do they type these characters on phones before i came to china but now that i've been here it just really seems like common sense to me but that is definitely a question i've had before so i know other people are curious about that so it definitely definitely helps to get that chinese keyboard even just for typing in the pinion and if you forget what the character looks like you can type in the pinion and it'll pop up so you can just kind of remember it from there um and i definitely have chinese people who will type something on my phone and then i'll copy and paste it and translate it so definitely even if you're not using the chinese keyboard it's a really really good idea and it will come in handy to have it Even I know like some simple phrases, like if someone's coming to deliver a package or food to my door and I'm not home, I'll just, if they they call me, I'll tell them. But if they message me, I'll just type like, leave it at the door in Chinese because I know, you know, the simple, the simple phrases. Um, So a few more and this is definitely a good one is to find a good Chinese friend. Like, I'm it it's always different how you meet Chinese people and obviously you'll have to find one that's a bit more westernized and that has traveled and that knows English of course but having a Chinese friend and like having someone to ask things about in China is really so key and so underrated I have two really good Chinese girlfriends and if I ever have questions about anything or something gets lost or if for example like my phone charger deposit I didn't get back like I can just message them and in turn they message me about western things like the other day my one friend was messaging me about Netflix and she was surprised that you actually had to pay for it because a lot of the Chinese TV services are free. Um, but there's not too many really Western shows, but she was like, oh, you have to pay for Netflix. And I was like, yeah. And she didn't understand. You have to sign, like sign up for it on the computer, but then you can watch it on your phone, but you can't sign up on your phone. So like, I just had to explain all of that. So it's a two way street. Absolutely. Like if they have questions about the West or anything, it's also helpful to send money home. They can do that way easier, way, way easier than foreigners can. And that's a whole section that I talk about in the Nomad Neeks Nose course, um but sending money home can definitely be be a bit tricky so Chinese people can help you out with that um and there's just so many benefits really they'll show you some awesome food you can exchange cultures I ask them a lot of questions about like upbringing and what are things like because their upbringing as children and ours are so completely different and yes sometimes we have conflicting viewpoints on things but for me that's fine and i'm interested to learn about their culture i can't expect them to have the same viewpoints as me when we grew up on two completely opposite sides of the world so it's it's interesting it can be difficult sometimes to meet chinese friends i met them because other friends met them first and kind of brought them into the group and then i became good friends with them um 
but yeah if, if you ever do have an opportunity to make a good chinese friend like they're awesome people and as long as they speak english or you speak chinese or you have some common language that you can speak um yeah i would i would definitely recommend befriending the chinese people and not just staying in your expat bubble because it is a bubble and it can be very hard to break out of i mean i'm a culprit of this myself i think most expats hanging with other expats um just like most i feel like chinese who you know are in canada for example hang out with other chinese it's just normal um but it is kind of nice to break out of that so the next thing that i wanted to talk about and i think really the last thing and this was something that another one of my coworkers in the office mentioned, and I know I've mentioned this before, but it's so important to keep in mind when you first come to China is that culture shock can really eat you up and spit you out when you come to China. So many people and all of us who've been here for like years, we all know people who within their first month, maybe less, week two weeks of being in china went right back home they were like i'm not cut out for this you have to be prepared for the culture shock i think at this point i'm so used to it i don't even see the culture shock i'm like what was the culture shock back then when i first came but there will be differences and things will be different and you will be pushed out of your comfort zone and you will not be able to communicate with almost anyone unless obviously you speak Chinese, but I didn't. Um, it's totally different. It is not an easy thing to do. And now after being here for so long, it's funny because I go back to Canada and I'm like, wow, this is like too easy. You know, I can read all the maps. I can ask anyone on the street for qu- if I have a question because they speak my language. Like I can take the bus system because it's in English. Like it's just life is so easy. It's too easy in Canada. I'm like, where is the challenge? So that's kind of, I think, what happens to me, at least. I don't know about other people, other expats here, to be honest. But for me, I find like living back home is fun to go visit but it's almost too easy now um and i mean at the same time it's a life that i know so it doesn't super interest me but that's beside the point the point is that culture shock and this new life that you're living whether it be for a year two years five years ten years forever it doesn't matter it can so so easily like just chew you up and spit you out and you will be fed up and you will want to go home so i would say give it at least four months find a good group of friends um find the restaurants you like do new experiences and if you still don't like it then okay you gave it a fair shot but so many people and all the expats here know at least one person who they came to china spent all this money to get here and whatnot and then six days later they're back in america so i think just keep that in mind obviously it it seems obvious but when you actually get to china or get to any new culture and you don't know the language you don't have any friends you know zero people thankfully hopefully you have a job but that's about it uh, it can be difficult, but it's exciting at the same time because it's like no one knows you here and you really are on your own to make new friends. So I think those are 
really small tips and tricks for coming to China for the first time, but a lot of them add up to just making your life so much simpler in China. So I hope that these helped you. Feel free to write them down, keep them in mind. Feel free to message me on Instagram if you have any questions about them at Nomadniques, and I will absolutely help you in any capacity that I can if you are thinking of coming to China or looking into teaching in China. For sure, sign up for my course. Uh, go to nomadniques.com and then under courses, you'll see it there. And once you sign up, I have hours and hours of videos of everything I learned in China. Plus, you get full access to me. So any questions you have, big or small, prior to coming to China, while in China, like I am available to you because I've been in that position and I know how confusing and frustrating it can be. And if you want to go home, I can talk you off that ledge or I can ration with you and like maybe understand why you might want to go home and i can speak from experience on everything china because i've done it for years so i am more than happy to help please check out my course if you have any feedback let me know if there are any topics that aren't there that you want to know about I'll film a video on it you know i think it's pretty comprehensive you can see all the topics i have about 30 videos all 30 different topics not only about teaching but also about just living in china um because of course teaching is the reason you're coming here but you're also going to be living your whole life here so it's about teaching but it's also just about living and getting by and meeting people and the finances and how to find an apartment and like i can send you all of these hundreds of contacts that i've compiled over the years so uh, feel free to check it out if you have any questions just message me i hope you enjoyed this episode and i hope you got some interesting tips and i hope that i will see you in china in the future bye for now